Coming up on Tech Thing, big news from Microsoft Build 2015. Shannon's rocking the Xbox One headsets, the Apple Watch Watch, and a stack of viewer questions. All that and more coming up on Tech Thing. If you're loving your weekly dose of Tech Thing, please consider contributing at patreon.com slash techthing. We are brought to you by viewers just like you. Thank you so much. I'm Shannon Morse. And I'm Patrick Norton. And this is Tech Thing, where we make technology behave. At least when it's not kicking our asses. And I'm sure you make that <laughs> technology behave this morning. Oh my goodness. Oh, well, okay, <laughs> so I should probably point out, I teased some of the Hack 5 audience that there would be an Apple Watch uh, review. It looks so nice. Doesn't it? It's kind of hairy. Uh, it's mock me yeah. at your own risk. <laughs> it's on vehicle for delivery today. Oh, okay. So the delivery yesterday All right. didn't happen. But next week, I promise you. And um, you're going to bring me a HoloLens too, right? I'm going to demo a HoloLens. Well, you know, okay, so this morning, <laughs> I'm just going to walk away from that question because there's just no safe answer. Um, this morning was Microsoft Build 2015, the opening, the keynotes. Um, and I'll, i got to be honest with you. Yes, this is Windows 10. We do not have a launch date. We do not have... Um, well, how do I put this? We don't have a, a, a launch date for Windows 10 on the Raspberry Pi. We don't have okay. a launch date for Windows 10. Uh, and we don't have a launch date for the HoloLens. Um, but Windows 10 is still free, and it looks uh, Yay! like well, uh, Windows 10. Um, no, it's, it's, it's kind of ponies. The, uh, <laughs> okay. okay, I'm a little, I spent three hours in a keynote this morning, two thirds oh, of so which sorry. was talking about unbelievably cool developer stuff that is way over my head. But let me put, let me make this clear. There's no launch date for Windows 10. There's no launch date for Windows and Raspberry Got Pi. That. There's no launch date for the HoloLens, though they did run some cool live demos and have hundreds of HoloLens devices in the Moscone Center in San Francisco. Ooh. So developers can start learning how to code for Windows' new holographic platform. That sounds fun. Holographic. I like saying that. In any case, um, so this is a three-hour conversation between Microsoft and the developer community. Okay. Um, it was a lot like the Windows 10 launch in the sense that it was about giving the audience what they wanted. So instead of focusing on bringing back the start screen and making Windows free, because we're really sorry about Windows 8, this was duh <laughs> about developers. And Microsoft's effort to make it easier for developers to use whatever they want tool-wise to deliver a true single platform to developers, right down to Visual Studio Code, which runs natively on Windows, Mac, and Linux, supports uh, dozens of languages out of the box, or as Satya Nadella said a couple of times during the keynote, from Raspberry Pi to the holographic PC the mobility of the experience matters, not the mobility of the device, which brings mm -hmm. us to this screen, which is lovely. <laughs> well, Yay, you know, oh, right? So, so you know, giant screens, things without a screen, things that interact with the real world. But the idea is that um, it is all about Windows being everywhere, which sounds a lot like Java back in 1995, the idea that you're going oh to write gosh, once. Right, it does. <laughs> Write once, publish anywhere, which, as we know, worked out so well for Java. Their other big goal that they didn't hammer as much is 1 billion Windows 10 devices by 2018. Wow. And what was crazy is the tools they're putting together. That's a lot. Um, I mean, look. I could try to explain the Microsoft Cloud Platform. They spent a lot of time, especially on Azure today. But those of you out there who actually write code for a living might laugh so hard you'd have a heart attack. So I'll just say that Microsoft sounds like they really want to make it as easy as possible for developers to use Azure and the new SQL Data Warehouse system, no matter what platform you develop on or use. That's and the cool. Docker demo was really cool. So the idea of Docker is originally you package a Linux application and all of the dependencies, and they make it really easy to distribute to servers, right? 
So now Docker is making it easy to do that with Windows apps. And the idea that you can mix and match Linux and Windows containers using what? Docker to make it really easy, like, hey, Linux what? back end, Windows front end, no problem. Um, Visual Studio Code is an example of a more open Microsoft. So it's going to run natively on Windows, Mac, and Linux. It supports dozens of languages out of the box. Um, it's kind of cool, right? Um, toolkits that enable developers to bring like, you know, and it's funny, back in the 1 billion Windows 10 devices, um, web applications, .NET, Win32 apps, for example, Photoshop Element, uh, JavaScript, Cordova, iOS, and Android apps, two Windows 10 devices with minimal code modifications. Cool. Like, you open it in the tool, it tells you where things are going hairy, you tweak it, you move forward. Um, yeah, porting .NET and Win32 apps to the new platform of Windows Store, which hasn't been available. And again, one of the big, they were like, hey, one of the best Windows 32 apps ever, Photoshop Elements in the store because of our new tools. Um, Java and C, uh, and Objective-C code, as in taking iOS oh, apps wow. and porting them into Visual Studio Windows and outputting Windows code. Quote, this is how King brought Candy Crash Saga to Windows Phone, unquote, which has like 45,000 positive reviews, which means apparently the process works. Yeah. Hopefully, as I pull on my tinfoil hat of skepticism, this doesn't turn into the not-so-usable mess that Write Once Run Anywhere became with Java back in the day. You were, you know, I mean, it's just, you know what I mean? It's the whole idea. You'd write once and it'd run anywhere. But Microsoft is really adamant. They're like, we don't care what you use. Yeah. We just want you to be able to run it on any Windows device anywhere without having to write separate code, which Makes is why sense. Windows RT is dead. Um, there was some other interesting stuff. Continuum, which is going to be hard to explain from this picture. Um, but the idea is that, you know, you have a phone mm -hmm. running Windows 10 and you plug in or attach a keyboard and a monitor and uh, the app adapts to use what is available to your device. Now, that might not make as much huh. sense, but if you've Kinda ever cool. tried to edit an Excel spreadsheet on a phone and you're like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so the idea is that, hey, keyboard, mouse, and you get this, something that actually looks like an Excel spreadsheet on your desktop okay. instead of an Excel spreadsheet stuffed into your phone. So the behavior of the app is going to adapt based on the input options that are available. I'm talking a lot with my hands because there was a lot going on. I feel like there was um, something, some Linux OS that could do this between a PC and a, a phone. Well, <laughs> Ubuntu. Ubuntu. Um, let's see. <laughs> The uh, browser beta, formerly known as Project Spartan. Oh, yes. I.e., the next version, the replacement for Internet Explorer, now has a name. It is called Windows Edge. Ooh. The Fancy. edge. The edge between creating content and consuming content. Fancy. Yeah, well, okay. So, uh, and the, the thing a lot of you basically go, I don't care about anything but Microsoft HoloLens. Okay, so HoloLens, again, using one code base and one store with a consistent experience across Windows 10 devices. They had a great live demo where one of the things that I'm kind of jealous I want to see this demo I, I saw the demo like like the, you can watch on video which was a guy oh, like he okay. walked in well they said like look a hundred days ago I, hopefully I get to put one on tomorrow <laughs> afternoon so in approximately 26 hours from now I should have the, the giant ski goggles of doom strapped to my face I want pictures the, <laughs> there will be pictures the demo they did today they're like hey when we did this demo a hundred days ago you know, this was like a static still, and the dude and the thing, and like, well, this time it was actually, he was interacting with his environment in real time. 
Cool. Now, you couldn't really tell, right? Because, hmm. you know, Daryl, I think it was, I apologize, I didn't get the name right. The, the person on the, on, the, on the stage with the glasses, what they did is they had this huge Steadicam rig from hell <laughs> with, with basically like the Steadicam rig and then all of this hardware strapped onto it so that the, whatever the Steadicam pointed at would see the virtual version of this, gotcha. um, what, what, what you would see if you were wearing the goggles, which was really cool. That's pretty cool. Um, one of the things they displayed was, was a kind of a standard kit-based robot, and then they dropped in the ability to use the HoloLens interface with that. So instead Ooh. of you know creating quadrants in space and programming your way to get it to maneuver around things, you could be like, okay, bink, 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 and then drag this. Or the robot, which is you know a little erector set pile of parts and joy, um, <laughs> suddenly has a virtual 3D robot head hanging on top of it. And all that huh. processing is done in the back end using the cool stuff from Azure and the cloud platform from Microsoft, but it's brought to you with your little 3D project. It's interesting. It's exciting, yeah. and we still don't have a freaking launch date for Windows 10. <laughs> so, soon. Where is our launch date? It's supposed to be this summer. Man. Well, I'm, you uh, know what? I'm, I'm actually... I'm so tired of you Windows 8. Well, I'm you can so run down Windows 10 technical preview, which But once, it breaks everything. No, it broke once. In like eight months of <laughs> Your use, Your computer restarts it broke like once. every day. <laughs> no, no, no. That was, that was for like a simple nine-day period until they updated the operating nine system. Nine days. <laughs> It was a long nine days. Got I'm really excited about all this integration that they're doing. It's if it works. Cool. Yeah. It's kind of it like the home automation stuff that I was talking about last week where I really want all these different companies to do integration across multiple platforms. Yeah. Windows is doing that with all the different type of devices that we, yes. do, that we use. Yes. Uh, and hopefully it works. Yes. <laughs> I wait with bated breath. You got we something <laughs> to say about Microsoft, the HoloLens, or the interoperability of Internet of Things, or anything else, as long as it's not too rude. Well, offensive. <laughs> Just don't make Shannon cry or me want don't to chase you down with a stick. Just, I'm trying to tell you to post on Facebook.com slash tech thing. Oh. I'm feeling a little verbose. <laughs> Three hours. That was a long keynote, people. Do you want to find out what's going on over at Hack5? As a matter of fact, I'd like that very much. Sweet. Rolling your own Google Hangouts, talking about encrypting social networks, building your own social networks based on open source software, using distributed, decentralized things, basically all the stuff that is not Facebook. It is so rad and it is so much fun to make it your own. You can find out how to do all of that with Shannon and I over on Hack5. Time for a rapid fire round. Brent emailed ask at techthing.com. Hey guys, love tech thing. So glad I found it. I need a good headset for gaming on my Xbox One, but I want it to be wireless and less than $200. Is that possible? Thanks, Brent from New York City. Is it now? Well, Brent from New York. It might not be New York City. New York. There's a whole lot of New York that's not New York City. <laughs> I'd like to point that out. Are you ready, Shannon? I am totally ready. Bring it! This might take a little now! bit more time. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> so I tested all three different headsets for the Xbox One via Dragon Age Inquisition, which is really, really fun, and Halo, the new one that's for mm. Xbox One uh, with multiplayer. So these three different headsets, uh, since his range is up to 200 bucks, mm -hmm. and specifically he wanted wireless, as far as range goes, you have lots of choices, right. which is great. But as far as wireless goes, there's only a few out there. So I, I had to break it down a little bit. So first off, we have the Razer Kraken headset for the Xbox One. This one costs 95 bucks. MSRP is $99, but luckily there's a sale on Amazon. It comes with a stereo adapter. So that's this little guy. So this thing has to be plugged into your console for it to actually work with the headset, or else you're not gonna get any sound going into your Xbox, or from your Xbox One gaming. This thing normally costs $25, so it's really nice mm -hmm. that they included one with their packaging. Was this a comfortable headset? It looks kind of... 
It was comfortable on my head. That's not kind bad. of. It's so, very light. So you have to stretch it out a bit for it mm -hmm. to actually get comfortable on my head for myself. But at, when I first put it on, it was very tight around my temples up at the top, which was a little bit irritating. But once I stretched it out, it was a lot better. Cool. Yeah. So moving on with that, it sounds very great as far as the audio goes. Mm -hmm. Very, very clear. It's precise. I didn't see any lag, and I was worried about that, connecting something straight into my controller. But it was fine. The bass is lacking a little bit, though. I noticed that the bass was not as loud as I was normally getting from other headsets that I tested. So bass lack lacking a little bit, but it does get very, very loud. No distortions when it does get loud, so you're not going to have any problems with that. And it's not loud enough to burst out your eardrums, which can happen <laughs> if you're really, really getting into those FPS shooter games. Well, yeah, no, the things blowing <laughs> up next to your skull can be bad. So this literally yeah. plugs into your remote control. Yeah, right okay. into your remote control, and this little USB thing pops into the remote control itself, and that's what gives it that stereo headset that goes straight into your Ears. So it's wireless. Well, it's wired to it's your wired to your controller. controller, but you can still walk around with your wireless controller and play your game. <laughs> I just want to make so, sure I had that right. So that works. <laughs> I was like, "There's a cable, Shannon." Oh, and the microphone works really well too. I noticed it was very clear, and the people that I talked to mm -hmm. on uh, my multiplayer games, they had no problem hearing me. So I really like this, and it's flexible, but it's really firm. So wherever you put it, it's going to stick there. Look, it's so firm. Ha, ha. All right, so the next one is the Kingston HyperX Cloud 2 gaming headset. This one is $99 on Amazon, but the MSRP is $150. So this is your mid-price range. It does require the stereo adapter. It doesn't come with one, so you'll have to buy this separately, and that's $25. Yay. And it is also stereo only with the Xbox One. But if you want to use 7.1 surround sound or the digital surround mm -hmm. sound that all headsets kind of do nowadays, you can do that with PC and with Mac and like whatever other audio things you might have. So you okay. have that ability to move this around with this little 3.5 millimeter jack. Yay! As with all of them. So as far as the sound goes, very good distinguishing distinguishing all the different effects sure. from left to right, which is kind of cool, even though it's just stereo. Uh, so it's not the best in the world, but right. it was good. Uh, it does get very loud, about equal to the Razer headset, and it has really good bass. It was thumping. Yeah, it was thumping. <laughs> it was awesome. I got kind of scared when there were spiders chasing me in Dragon Age. Ooh. <laughs> Great clarity. And whenever I was talking to my friends on this, they said the boom mic worked really well, but it did pick up some room feedback from around me when people were talking in the house with me. Those are some big honking ear cups. They are. This so this you. makes you look like you're an airplane pilot, <laughs> along with the boom mic. Not Springer a big four fan of those seven coming mics, into Richmond Air. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And number three is the Turtle Beach Air Force Stealth 500X. That's a so big name. this, yeah, this is the top of the line. This thing looks a little funky. I'll get to this in a second. But this is going to cost you $199, but its MSRP is $230. So you're getting a nice deal on Amazon if you buy it from there. Mm -hmm. So this one is completely wireless. You'll notice no wires coming out of it. I like that. There is no adapter required, but it does come with this little thing that you plug into your Xbox One. This is called the transmitter. So this enables it to actually be wireless. And another cool thing, this one is also 7.1 digital surround sound, which is going to give you a lot more clarity between left and right, and it mm -hmm. really did. Cool. I was actually using the same scenes for Dragon Age with all three of these, so I could test it out with the same music, same audio that I was listening to over and over again, so I could hear a big difference between all three. Yay! So it sounds like 
if you want fully wireless, you're spending more money. Yes. If you want the best surround sound experience, you're going with yeah. the Turtle Beach in terms of being able to figure out where things are maneuvering around you in the game environment. I also felt like these were really comfortable, but they do have a lot of buttons that you're accidentally going to press on the earbuds right here. And those are for all the different presets. So they have a, they have a gaming preset, and I'll pull up their little user guide right here so you can see it. They have a bunch of different presets that you can choose from on here, and each of those is gonna give you a different immersive experience depending on if you're watching movies, music, or games. Did either of these require batteries? No, those don't require batteries. They use the charge from your controller. This one does, it has a built-in battery, mm -hmm. and it has a USB charger, and it lasts for about 15 hours. Quoted as 15 hours. Okay. Yeah, I didn't play 15 <laughs> hours this weekend. I ain't got no time for that. Well, you could. <laughs> the mic is really, really good, too. Very excellent quality. It's very adjustable. Had no problems with the microphone on any of these. Mm -hmm. This one does supply uh, the mic feedback, too, so you can oh, cool. hear yourself talking in it. It does get kind of loud, though, so keep that in mind if you do use the microphone. So those were my three picks. I think this one was my favorite. It is also one of the only wireless ones on the market. They do have a new one coming out that's going to be Bluetooth 2, Ooh. the 800X. So that one's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited to check that out once it comes out. But Streaming Bluetooth stereo into your headset while you're gaming in 7.1. I think that should be the goal. It looks oh, like they fixed flippable. this problem. Yeah, it's flippable, but I don't know why you would want to flip it around. I like it on the left side, thank you very much. And this thing just stays there, so you can't remove that. So. Unless, if you like that, that's great. If you don't, it's too bad. It's staying there. <laughs> Basically, what you're saying is these are gaming headsets to use yeah. while you're gaming or maybe watching a movie. Exactly. These are hardcore. These are half the price. Got so it. if you want half the price, go with one of those because both of them are really good for their own reasons. If you want to go for a top of the line, hit up these. You want to be able to walk to the potty Boom! right? Tangling yourself up in the cable. Yeah. And let me know what your favorite headsets are, too. Tweet me at TechThing. I read it all the time, and I want to know which other ones that you guys are checking out. Please. Yay. If you're a fan of TechThing, do us a favor. Make sure you subscribe at TechThing.com on iTunes or YouTube.com slash TechThing. That'll make sure you get each and every episode each and every week. Now, if you want to take it to the next level, consider contributing to the show at Patreon.com slash TechThing. You can donate however much you want per episode, and every little bit helps to keep Shannon and I housed and fed and stuff like that. If you can't donate, no worries. Please take the time to send us questions, tips, and to share the show with your friends and family. And giving our video the thumbs up on YouTube and liking our Facebook page all helps us make the thing grow. And thank you so much for supporting Tech Thing. Questions! We, yes! All the questions! Not all the questions. Well, some of the questions. Yes. David writes in, I was wondering if it's possible to put Windows OS on a Galaxy Note 3. Hmm. Yeah, not really. <laughs> Not really. That'd but be cool, though. It would be. I mean, well, technically, kind of. you might be able to do a thing with Windows RT, but do yourself a favor. Just go to Cyanogen Mod and maybe install a pure Android environment on that phone yes, instead. Yes, do it. We'll put pure that link Android. in the show notes. Yeah. And the next question is from Mark, who says, Hi, Shannon and Patrick. I want to start using a password manager, and I wanted to know if I can choose one password and can change to LastPass. Would this require manu manually moving each generated password? Ooh, that no. would take a long time. It would take forever. Yeah. And more and more time each and every day as I use <laughs> LastPass. Look, LastPass can actually ingest the .1pif file, a format that 1Password outputs in. Cool. Um, it's, you know, there's a nice, like, how do I import from 1Password version 4 plus? And it's kind of crazy because if you start digging into LastPass and 1Password, um, there is a whole lot of information 
on lastpass.com or helpdesk.lastpass.com on importing from just about everything in the planet, your browsers, Chrome, different devices, RoboForm. And conversely, if you go over to uh, AgileBits or guide.agilebits.com, they're the people who make one password, you'll find information on that one password interchange format, which I call a one PIF file, and importing from just about everything on the planet. Um, something really cool I want to tell you about, by the way, if you dig into the AgileBits support forum, we'll put a link in the show notes. Mr. C's convert to one password utility. This is kind of crazy because half of these I didn't know existed, <laughs> right? Password managers, Clippers, Data Guardian, Data Vault, Essential PIM, eWallet, HandySafe, KeyPass 2, KeyPass 10, OS wow. 10 Keychain, LastPass, MSecure, PassPack, Password Depot, Password Wallet, Safe and Cloud, Safe Wallet, Splash, ID. Um, so, a lot of password managers. Well, it's something, I got to say though, it's really good to think about, you know, especially if you're like, oh, I just found a new password manager on yeah. the internet. I'm going to move everything to that password manager and wipe out my old one password or last password, whatever your keychain was living on. And well, if that company if that company goes out of business, then you have to figure out a way to get your passwords out mm -hmm. of that. So always make sure there's some export option that maybe has some kind of ability to work with some other application. Two is one, one is none. Well, you know, you haven't lived <laughs> until you've done sort of comma delimited exports and manually corrected the data and entered it in something new for three or four hundred items. Javier writes, I have a question about the resource monitor you showed on a previous episode. This is how mine looks. I notice really bad lag when opening applications starting about nine months ago, and I just lived with it. After looking at resource monitor, I noticed this. What is a hard fault? They get much higher than that during the slowdowns, and it happens often when I open Chrome for the first time or open a video game for the first time. Is it easily fixed? Any help would be appreciated. And he sent screen captures with that, I believe. He sent this awesome screen capture, which I'm going to make bigger. Yeah. Um, so, okay, let's take a look at this for a second. This is your classic sort of resource monitor kind of moment. Um, okay, not too much CPU use. This is the Whoa. one that's going nuts, right? So, um, this is a lot of hammering on it's the like disk. Fire. Well, here's the network and, and here's the memory. So, what he's looking at is hard faults per second, right? Okay. So, hard faults used to be known as page faults in earlier versions of Windows. Essentially, means your OS has asked for stuff that isn't in main system memory, and the CPU has to reach past main system memory into the page file on the hard drive to get you the info. So, it's the difference between like I have a glass of water, I need to walk to the tap to get a glass of water, or I need to walk to the Sierra Nevadas to go to the last place. There's water in Northern California to get water, right? Like in terms of like micro. Exactly, that's true. <laughs> you know, I exaggerate very little actually. Um, you can, and there's some stuff you can do to deal with this, right? So you, when you're looking at the resource monitor, there's actually a ton of information inside of here. So you know, if you're if you're having like 11 hard faults a second and your disk is getting hammered, this is a sign that you either are running too much stuff for main system memory, one application is too big, a file is too big. Mm -hmm. So you know, you could run fewer apps or fewer tabs on Chrome <laughs> or add system memory. If you're like running a couple of apps and you're getting something like this or you, you, you don't want to run less apps simultaneously, go get more memory. Yes. You could also upgrade to an SSD uh, unless you already have one. A solid state drive is going to speed up how long it takes to launch Windows. Uh, how long it takes to launch apps, open big files. Mm -hmm. If you're running a standard old school rotating media, you know, disks inside of a drive, hard drive, an SSD is going to be mind blowing in terms of speed. 
Some people are like, oh, an SSD, it's just as fast as main system memory. You're not going to notice, and they're kind of right, because it's so much faster than a regular old school hard drive. But I would go to 8 gigabytes of RAM first, mm -hmm. and then I would get the SSD. Um, and while we're in here, you know, talking about the resource monitor, if you're looking at the CPU, which is this one up here at the top, right? Right now it's like 16% CTU, uh, okay. uh, CPU usage. Um, if you're constantly running like 100% CPU or every time you say render a file at handbrake, your CPU monitor goes to 100% and you want the file to take less time to render, now it's time to upgrade that CPU to oh. get more work done in less time. Oh boy. So that's pretty much... Not everything there is to know about Resource Monitor, but that will help a lot, I think. And of course, you can email your questions over to ask at techthing.com, and we'll make sure to check them out and hopefully answer them on the show. Facebook.com slash techthing. John's got a post for us. He says, my wife is a business professional invested in a Windows laptop, Office, and Adobe products. She also uses an iPhone 4S and wants to upgrade the phone and also buy a tablet. She's considering a Samsung Galaxy Note 4 and an iPad. I'm not sure an iPad is the best thing for her as she really needs the ability to use removable storage. I prefer iOS, but that's just me. How important is it for her to have a phone and tablet on the same OS? Should that even be an issue? I know she might have to double purchase some apps, but that really shouldn't be too much of an issue, right? Can you help me give her some insight so she can make the best decision for her and not me, which would be to get an iPad so I have another gadget to play with. <laughs> Thanks so much, and keep up the great work. I well, like the way you. his brain thinks. Well, that's uh, this is good. This is this Let's is. Let's get her an iPad so I can play with it. No, no, no. He's trying to avoid <laughs> doing what he wants so he can do the best thing for her, which is probably the best thing for the relationship. I applaud this kind of intelligent thinking. So I actually have that exact setup right now. <laughs> that's why I like this email, because right. I have a Note 4 and I have an iPad Air. And that's exactly what I use all the time. The iPad Air is air hair. <laughs> the, the iPad, iPad air. air is very handy. It's purple. <laughs> it's purple, yeah. No. I wish they had a purple iPad. That would be amazing. We can make that happen. <laughs> what are you gonna <laughs> anyway, so I use my iPad Air for like iOS only family right. members whenever they want to do FaceTiming, stuff like that, because a lot of my family members use iOS. And I also use it a lot for entertainment, like watching Netflix, because that retina screen is oh, beautiful. And HBO Now, which and isn't HBO available now. on anything other than iOS. <laughs> so exciting. So I don't use it as much for work unless I am traveling. And for storage and moving files, you can use uh, one of these external devices. This is a very convenient article from Macworld. This is super convenient. Up, like, Thanks for posting week. this like four days ago. <laughs> Thanks, guys. So they have a list mm -hmm. of a whole bunch, and I've actually tried out a couple of these, such as the Leaf iBridge, which we saw at CES, and the SanDisk Connect. So each of these is either wireless, mm -hmm. and you can connect to it via the wireless uh, through your iPad to move files to the memory drive, or you can actually plug it in via the little lightning mm -hmm. adapter thingy, straight into your iPad so that you get that extra storage as well. So you do have to buy something extra, but it's possible. And, and it I, might even be less expensive than buying the 128 gigabyte iPad. True. Possibly. Yeah, Not very always. true. Now you don't have to do both phone and tablet on the same operating system. Yes, it does make things really easy if you're using all Google software products mm -hmm. or you're using all iOS software products, but both <laughs> OSs are so popular now. I mean, seriously, there's fights about it that the same apps are gonna be running on both platforms for the most part. Uh, okay, first of all, I'm gonna vote for the iPad, get one with all the memory, use one of the gadgets Shannon showed off. As far as the iPhone Android migration goes, um, <laughs> the camera on that Galaxy is meh. 
and and be sure she Dude, can... my god or no she said uh galaxy did she say four note four, four. i have the i have the note four yeah the gun the camera's awesome it's okay <laughs> okay the galaxy note four is is not as meh as some of the other ones. And actually, that's you, you actually noticed the improvement after the software update, though, I to Lollipop. Because it yeah. went from like pre Lollipop to post Lollipop. Okay. The fine. camera's great. The, the camera's fine. Beware that a lot of Android phones have still have unfortunate cameras. I'm just saying that. Really, though, seriously, as somebody, if it wasn't for the camera, I'd still be running that Moto G, mm -hmm. which is a $200 Android yeah. phone. There will be an Android slash iOS learning curve, no matter whether you're going from Android to iOS or iOS to Android. And really make sure the apps sheath really really wants are available on android because i found it really frustrating that two or three of my favorite apps there were no android version oh, and there really? was not going to be any android version now oh, i may be using some obscure apps but it's worth checking it is <laughs> worth checking and apple love my iphone 6 but it would be really nice if adding stories to an ipad was as simple and elegant as stuffing a freaking micro sd card into a slot apple <laughs> All right, can you check their UPS tracking one more time for me? I'm, I'm kind of curious about this watch because the, the Harry watch just, it's not working for me. Still out for delivery. <laughs> you mock my wrists at your own. <laughs> hey, can I mention that you did an interview for Lifehacker? I this am, is pretty cool. I am not worthy of this because the last week was Warren Ellis, who's one of the greatest comic book writers of all time. Um, but if you're kind of curious about what I actually use day in and day out, what's in the magic backpack of doom, which would be this monstrous beast right here. <laughs> Go check out lifehacker.com, how it works. We actually have the link in the show notes. I want to thank Lifehacker, who I love to death and read constantly for honoring me. I didn't know you were such a big reader. I didn't know you read all I, that. That is so cool. When I'm kind of... <laughs> I've, I have actually managed to read four or five novels in a month uh, wow. and still actually communicate with my children. I didn't sleep. <laughs> much that month. It's a bit on the outside, but... So that of... wraps up this episode of Tech Thing. I'm just going to cut you off right there. But I could do like three hours on this, I just know like you Microsoft could. did. <laughs> do just send favor. emails to people. Answer questions via email. <laughs> Subscribe over at techthing.com or youtube.com slash techthing. And before we go, hey, I got to remind you, back up that system. Back up your phone right now. Yeah. Go do it. Especially if you're changing from iOS to Android or vice versa. And remember, once in a while, put down the phone, step away from the screen, close the laptop, and do something analog, like ride a bike. Shannon got a new bike yesterday. I did. I rode it to work. It was awesome. Although, apparently, it was running really flat, so I was like, oh, this is so hard. Oh, your, your tires <laughs> went flat already? They were pretty close. So we had to, we had to punch them up quite a bit when I got Urban to cycling. It's a whole different <laughs> sport. I, yeah. Do you have your repair kit yet? No. Spare tube? I guess CO2 I should order container. one of those. Let's go shopping. I'm Patrick Norton. I'm Shannon Morris. We'll see you next week on Bike Thing. <laughs> I mean Tech Thing. <laughs> giggle, giggle, giggle. You have to say hi to the people. Look at all the people. Look at them all. Look at all the people. <laughs> Is that how it goes? It's a little hot in here. <laughs>
I think it's running like, you know, we made those a little glistening sheen on the two it of us. It's a little hot in here. It's getting it's hot, hot in here. It's that, Let's it's turn that, on the AC. It's that hairy apple watch, man. Whew. Hairy apple watch. Is it true that some of your hair curls this way? I'm, I'm... <laughs> You're gonna come home with bruises and your wife's who's been beating you? That's my job. <laughs> Look at the beautiful, beautiful Patreon sponsors. 